0: Hi, I'm Liza, and I've been reading tarot professionally for well over a decade, and this is Tarot for the Modern Reader, the podcast that will teach you simple, actionable techniques to read the cards with more clarity, accuracy, and ease, so you can get real answers to real questions for real people, including yourself, in today's modern world. Whether your readings are for guidance or prediction, I'll help you 86 the doubt and confusion and take your skills and confidence to the next level so you can become the best tarot reader you know. This is Tarot for the Modern Reader. Hello and welcome to the Tarot for the Modern Reader Podcast. I'm your host Liza and this is episode number 34, Mabin and the Autumn Equinox Revisiting the Empress. So this week I want to talk about the upcoming Autumn Equinox. Now in the past I've talked about Libra season and the Suit of Swords and this past year as we've been looking at each astrological season, We've been discussing the major arcana that are associated with each. This one is a bit interesting, and I've decided to split it into two different conversations. For starters, we're not only entering a new astrological season, Libra, but a new earthly season or cycle as well, the season of fall or autumn here in the Northern Hemisphere and the autumn equinox is one of our four sabbats that aligns with the sun's ingress into a new astrological season in this case libra as the other four sabbats at the cross quarter days do not so libra is one of the signs that is ruled by venus so while the sign is associated with the justice card in the tarot i'm going to cover libra and the justice card and the suit of swords next week. So, this week I want to talk about the upcoming equinox itself and the Empress card. Why the Empress? Well, the sign of Libra is one of two sets of signs that share a ruler. So, the other set is Gemini and Virgo, both ruled by Mercury, which we discussed recently. Libra, however, along with Taurus, are both ruled by Venus and Venus rules the Empress card. So while the Justice card is very relevant for the ingress of the sun into Libra, I think it's important to also look at the card associated with the planet that rules Libra. So enter in the Empress card. Now we did discuss the Empress when we talked about Taurus season, which is in the spring. And that's what I love about this, you know, that we're bringing things around full circle here with the Empress card and the autumn equinox, because this is the harvest season and every fruitful thing symbolized by the Empress card in the spring and Taurus season comes to harvest now. So we're now making our shift from summer to fall. The fall equinox is the day that we celebrate as the entrance through the gateway into the season of fall or autumn. The fall equinox, also known as the Witch's Thanksgiving, is the second of three harvest festivals. These are the three sabbats of Lunasa, Mabon, or the fall equinox, and Samhain at the time of Halloween. It's nicknamed the Witch's Thanksgiving because this is the time of year that we celebrate the harvest and give thanks and gratitude. Really, because in our you know, older times of our ancestors, this was the time that we were actually harvesting the crops. So this celebration is similar to our holiday of Thanksgiving here in the United States, you know, which typically happens at the end of November. But by that time, all of our crops are actually harvested. So the theme of the harvest and the celebrating of, you know, the harvest and the abundance is actually best suited to this time of year. So this is that time you know, that we harvest or that we reap all that we have sown this past year or this past season since the spring. The empress represents all that is fruitful. She represents abundance. These are definitely themes of the fall harvest season. The empress being ruled by Venus is an emanation of the divine feminine, as is all that we have gestated in our lives this past season. Whether it be the crops in the ground or the projects that you've worked on over the summer, the process of, you know, creation and gestation is divinely feminine and falls under this card. So now at the autumn equinox, you know, the time of Libra and our benevolent empress, we're sitting with all that we have created and gestated and all that we're ready to harvest. Everything that we've sown and tended to. Now, the Empress is a representation of love at the highest level. So while we're in the energy of both tending and harvesting, the Empress asks you to look at what you have been tending to this last season. Are you tending to things that you actually want to harvest and reap the rewards of? Or have you been putting your energy into things that don't really have a reward or have anything to actually harvest? the empress asks us to lovingly look at exactly what we have been tending to this past season since the spring. We can spend a lot of time tending to things, be it crops or relationships that don't hold any real value to harvest. The empress asks you to look at what you've sown and what's worth reaping. Okay, here's a little quick story, actually. Many years ago, like gosh, like 12 or 13 years ago by now, I had a plant crop up in my garden. So this was in my early gardening days and I did not know what it was, but it had like these huge leaves. And honestly, it just literally looked like something so awesome. So every day as I worked in the garden, I tended to this plant. I watered it. I weeded it. I forgot now. Well, yeah, I forget now what it was what kind of plant this was but i remember thinking that it resembled something i was familiar with and you know i was just waiting any day this plant was going to flower and then bear fruit and i just cannot remember what I thought this plant was but it was like something that I thought was going to have like these small purple flowers maybe like eggplant which the irony of that is that I thought it was going to be something that actually uh, I do remember this now like it was something that isn't very easy to grow like that it would be something you know it was something that was harder to grow harder to you know get a crop out of so why I thought this thing that sprouted on its own you know something hard like that would have been something that uh, looked like something that was very delicate and difficult to grow. That just shows how how naive I was in my early planting days. but anyway I continued to tend to it just like the other plants in my garden and as it got taller I put one of those tomato cages around it to give it support I literally went out in a major storm with crazy winds to re-secure the plant and make sure that it survived the storm like seriously I gave it a lot like so much time and care and as summer turned to fall The plant had neither flowered nor fruited. So (laughs) I'm sure by now you see where this is going. I came to the very sad realization that I had spent the entire summer tending a weed. And I'm sure there are plenty of positive lessons and experiences that we can find in this. But obviously, it didn't feel very positive at the time. (laughs) And the moral of this story is that the fall is the time that the things that we have invested in, the things that we have tended during the light half of the year, come to fruition. So what intentions did you set at the spring equinox or under the new moon in Aries or Taurus if you did that? And then what have you given your time and energy to this past spring and summer because those might not necessarily be the same things. Sometimes what we end up doing isn't always in alignment with what we had intended or what we originally thought. You know, whether that's, you know, by the change in circumstances or change in priorities, whatever the reason. So I would invite you to consider, you know, both of those. What have you what, what intentions did you set under the spring equinox or the new moon in Aries or the new moon in Taurus? And what have you actually given your time and energy to this past spring and summer? Like what's kept you busy? What have you been doing all season? So where are each of those things now? Because by this time in the garden, if it hasn't yielded something worth harvesting, it's not going to. So as a harvest festival, the autumn equinox asks us to look at what we are harvesting in our personal lives. It asks us to look at what we've been tending to. And the autumn equinox is a time to embrace our inner empress energy and ask ourselves if what we have been lovingly tending is something that holds promise, something with a beautiful yield to be harvested in our lives. Or if we have been tending a weed, a weed is something that is not serving us. So you know, it could take up a lot of our time, a lot of our effort, a lot of our workload. But if there's nothing to be harvested, then we're putting our energy into the wrong thing. And by harvest, I just mean that it has something of value to us or benefit benefits us in some way. A good relationship, for example, is like something that has a positive yield in our lives. And we're able to, quote unquote, harvest from it. You know, we receive love, care, companionship, you know, all of these things that a relationship, a quality relationship is based off of, as opposed to one that maybe we're putting a lot into, but not really getting a lot back out of. So for this Sabbath, I think it's really important that we look at the idea of a fruitful harvest as a concept in our personal lives, not just in the garden or with our plants. And the fall is the season that we prune back the plants for spring, or we pull the ones that are done completely. And it's an invitation for this to happen in our our personal lives as well. It's nature's way and we are nature. So the other major theme that I hear about um, a lot we all hear this word all the time uh, this time of year is gratitude, 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 right everywhere we turn we we hear about how important um, you know having gratitude is. so why does it come up so much at this at this time of year you know with the harvest season well. This makes sense when you think about it for our ancestors, you know, the vitality of the plants in the growing season and the amount of the harvest could literally dictate whether or not the people had enough food to make it through the winter. So as they moved through each of the three harvest festivals, harvesting the different crops that became available at each of the different times, they celebrated the abundance of the bounty with deep gratitude and abundant harvest was literally a life or death situation. So, we can see how they would be so incredibly grateful for a full harvest. And this theme, you know, really carries through to us today. As we celebrate the beautiful entrance into the darker half of the year, we're invited to look at each thing that we have been tending to this past season and determine if it's something worth harvesting or something we need to release. But either way, there's an opportunity to give thanks and gratitude, either for the blessing of the harvest or the blessing of the lesson. Okay, now let's close out with taking a look at some fun ways to celebrate the autumn equinox. This is seriously the fun part, and I have to admit, I really love celebrating each of the Sabbaths. There's something completely intoxicating about ritual and the high holy days for me. So without further ado, let's dive in here. If I had to choose one thing to represent the autumn equinox, it would be the apple, A-P-P-L-E. Just a little reference to the Da Vinci code that popped into my into my mind, uh, if you have ever seen that movie. So... The apple. The apple is definitely the star of the show. Of course, there are other foods, you know, that are associated with the fall harvest or with the autumn equinox and, you know, any of those grains, blackberries, nuts, seeds, squash. Those are... All part of the harvest season, but the apple for me is truly the star of the show. For starters, the apple is actually associated with Venus, um, you know, ruler of Libra. So again, Venus is a representation of the divine feminine and the apple is her fruit. When you cut an apple in half crosswise, you see the seed pattern inside forms a five pointed star. The five-pointed pentagram is a symbol of the divine feminine, just as the suit of pentacles in the tarot is associated with the direction of the north, which is one of the yin or feminine energies, the earth, um, you know, earth suit in the tarot. So this is likened to the star of Venus, this five-pointed pattern, because Venus, you know, actually makes this five-point pattern as it circles the zodiac, um, as it circles our sky, it makes this five-pointed star pattern as she dances and circles her way around. So Apple Magic Apple being associated with Venus and being associated with the fall and the autumn equinox because that's the time of the apple harvest is super strong at this time of year and it can be worked into your celebration in so many ways. So although the Equinox falls on a Saturday, depending on your time zone, it could either be late Friday night or, you know, like if you're on the West Coast, it would be late Friday night. And if you are somewhere else in the world, um, you know, further further out than where I am on the East Coast, if you're in Europe or, you know, elsewhere, it could be later in the day, Saturday. Uh, but for me, it's in the early wee hours of Saturday morning here on the East Coast of the United States. So that being said, Sabbath celebrations do not need to be right on the day itself. There's always a window of energy, but for this particular Sabbath, if it's possible for you, I would consider doing any work with apples or apple magic on Friday if you can. Because, you know, as again, Friday is Venus's day. So really, it's a beautiful fit and alignment there. And you all know exactly how much I love correspondences and how much I feel like the more we work in line and in tune with, uh, you know, the nature of the the energy that we're under and, you know, the correspondences that come into play. Um, I just feel like that always amplifies amplifies any magic that you're doing. So if you have an opportunity to pick apples somewhere... That would also be a beautiful way to bring in fresh locally grown apples into your home to work with this season, whether that be, you know, for magic or whatever, when you bring in fruit or harvest or anything that you have taken out of your own local environment, it's just going to be that much stronger, um, you know, for what you're doing. So you can work with apples in magic, you can work with apples in crafts, you can add them to a simmer pot, you can make an apple pie, an apple crisp, cozy up with a snuggly blanket, a Fire and a book with some apple cider, which by the way, I am a huge fan of these seasonal ambiance videos on YouTube. So do you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, you could just Google like fall ambiance or, you know, even by the names of the Sabbaths, you know, so it could be like Ostara or Yule ambiance, you know, something like that. And then, you know, these videos come up, uh, and they're just like kind of like a screensaver if you know what that is like from back in the day. It's just like a you know ASMR like moving picture you know on your screen. So it's just kind of like this screensaver I guess is the best way I can describe it. So my favorite one for this time of year in the dark half of the year is a, a faux fireplace. So if you're able to go outside and make a fire in your yard or a fire pit if you have one that's great. But if that's not an option for you put one on your TV and cozy up with some warm apple cider that way. Instead, apples naturally symbolize abundance, you know, just like the autumn equinox. So if you are going to do an abundance ritual of any kind, and especially if you're planning to incorporate um, apples in any way, I would try to hold that on Friday if you're able to. So this is also a great time to have an amazing harvest dinner. Since the time of our ancestors, celebrations have included food. And this has not changed, you know, to today. Every major holiday and celebration uh, nearly always includes food. So every festival or seasonal Sabbath, you know, these were all celebrated by sharing a meal. And if the seasonal ingress, you know, into fall already has you craving all of the Thanksgiving foods, then this is a great opportunity to enjoy them. So you can host a meal with friends or even just cook a Thanksgiving inspired dinner at home, you know, over the weekend or whenever it is that you celebrate the change of season. It doesn't have to be like an all out huge dinner like in in my family. um, We have Thanksgiving every year and, you know, there's, I don't know, seven or eight different dishes or whatever that are present on the Thanksgiving day Um, table, right? So maybe we would have like three or four, you know, maybe like at at this Sabbath, we would just pick like some of our favorite fall dishes and, you know, bring those together uh, for our seasonal Sabbath meal it's not called the witch's Thanksgiving for nothing, you know. <laughs> so of course, apple cider and apple dessert would be perfect compliments to this menu as well. <laughs> and even at that, you know, you can whip up some apple, some kitchen magic into that apple dessert or that apple cider as well. So here are a few additional lovely ideas for ushering in the autumn equinox. You can go for a walk in nature and forage for natural items of the season for your equinox altar. You can create an equinox altar, preferably from some of the things that you just collected on your foraging walk. But this Sabbath aligns with the goddess energy of water and the West also. So incorporating those in your altar if possible would also be very lovely. You could use spring water or structured water in a small dish as a lovely offering bake a loaf of harvest bread this could be like apple focaccia zucchini pumpkin whatever there are a lot of seasonal options to get creative with we make a lot of zucchini throughout the fall like the zucchini comes into harvest mostly at lunasa so we do a lot of zucchini bread honestly at that time of year so by the time we have gotten to um this season, the second harvest, I'm kind of more into like doing something with apples and even pumpkin. Although like I'm like such an OCD freak in some ways that I like put things in a little box. Like zucchini is for lunasa and apples are at the fall equinox and pumpkin, you know, comes into the picture in Samhain. So I'm trying to let go of (laughs) a little bit of that this year. Okay. Preserve fall leaves from your nature walk with wax paper. I don't know if you even know what I'm talking about when I say this, but I hope so because I did this as a little girl. We would go out and and collect leaves and then come back and you take two pieces of wax paper. You lay your leaves on top of one of the wax paper pieces, you know, in the arrangement that you like, and then you put another piece over top and then you get an iron and you iron the whole thing flat. This is probably like a modern day, like... They probably have like a machine for this, like this, like, you know, they have like the Cricut machines and you can cut different things out and like, yeah, this is probably like a whole thing nowadays, but if you want to be old school, the really cool way to do it is to get two pieces of wax paper and an iron. And you know, when I was little, we would put them together like that and then we would hole punch the top and we would tie a string in it and be able to cut it up and you could write on it or you could cut around it, cut out the shapes of the leaves. It could just be a whole cool thing. And it's definitely an activity that's fun for kids. So if you have kids at home, this might be one you'd want to do. So you could use the items that you collect on your nature walk to either be the leaves that you preserve in your wax paper artwork, or you could use these things to create a beautiful mandala. And if you create a mandala outside, you know, you can leave it as an offering to nature Or you can create it on your altar and have it last the season. Once again, I'm more of an indoor person for that kind of stuff. If we go somewhere, like if we go on a trip, I might make a mandala out of the things. Like when we went camping over the summer, um, we went camping over the weekend of Beltane. Sorry, this is a total side, side note. We went camping over the weekend of Beltane and we made a mandala out of some of the things that we found in nature as a way of saying thank you to the spirits of the place, like where we were camping at. When we left, we made this beautiful mandala on a tree stump near our campsite, you know, and whether that. That is an offering to nature itself or to the next campers you know that come to that area it's all just kind of a cycle of giving back now here at home a lot of times I will when it's something like this like changing of seasons or whatever then a lot of times I'll make those mandalas inside um, you know in the space where I have my altar and stuff like that so that we can continue to enjoy it some of the stuff we'll just bring and use as decor um, around the house I have a seven-year-old son so he likes to go out and forge for things like that Uh, and then we come back and use them you know as like pieces of decor or like themes you know like little groupings of things around the house so in any event that's one one way we can use the (laughs) items from nature you can also make a wreath for your door or you know if you have another special place in your home you can use some of the stuff that you collect to make a wreath for the fall season or if you have like a local dollar tree like i do you can um, pick up whatever kind of floral pieces that you like to make a wreath the uh, flower section in some of these places—it's so funny because, like, when you go to a dollar store, you never really know like what's going to be okay and what's not going to be okay. But I will tell you, the floral section of the dollar dollar stores, at least in this area, are actually quite abundant. There's, there's quite quite a bunch of uh, beautiful selections to put together a pretty fall wreath. So you could also have a bonfire if you do have the ability to have a fire outside all of the festivals, you know, all of the Sabbaths are fire festivals or all, you know, solar solar festivals, I should say. So having a fire at pretty much every Sabbath is always a go. (laughs) You can go on a hayride or explore a corn maze, harvest sunflowers or enjoy sunflower seeds, use ethically sourced herbs to make a smudge or a cleansing bundle, put on a simmer pot, This could be like apples, oranges, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, you know, give it a magical intention, make a kitchen witch. And now if you've never done this, now is the perfect time. And fall is actually the best time to focus on the kitchen and kitchen witchery, in my opinion, as well, Um, or some kitchen magic, you know, even creating a kitchen altar, if you like. Make a grapevine pentacle. This is something that I have just like consistently wanted to do every year and have not gotten to do. So hopefully this year is my year. Water magic or a water ritual. Now autumn is associated with the West, with the goddess and with the suit of water. So of course a water ritual or water magic of, you know, some kind is going to be especially well suited here. And of course carry out a fall equinox tarot reading. So I'm sure there are many other ideas for celebrating the fall the fall harvest, you know, depending on where you are in the world and the rituals that are most in alignment with where you live, your community, and your life. You know, those are the ones that are going to be best for you. A lot of these are the things that I do or, you know, are relevant to where I am in the world. So I'm wishing you an amazing Maven or fall equinox full of bountiful harvest and gratitude this weekend and when we are back next week we will delve into Libra season itself its association with the justice card and the suit of swords and how that is reflected in our lives so until the next week bye for now